your mornings on the right foot and listen to the morning jam and it's a great day to be alive i know the sun's still shining when i close my eyes there's some hard times in the neighborhood but why can't every day be just this Well, good morning. It is Thursday, and I am glad you're here. Our number is 866-916-3776. That's our toll-free number. And we have a text line, too, 434-248-0704. We always love it when you uh, are joining in the conversations in the mornings. Uh, You're going to wake up to some mixed precipitation for sure Uh, We're going to be talking to Matt Ferguson here in a little bit. I had reached out to him earlier in the week saying, do you think we're going to see anything from all the stuff that's hitting Texas? And and we talked about it. And in the conversation, he said, it's the stuff they're not calling for that'll, you know, sometimes surprise you. We got a little bit of that going on today. I don't think it's anything too terrible. We're going to get him to tell us more about that this morning. But it looks like we're definitely going to see some snow, at least in parts of the listening area throughout the morning uh, this morning. Here's your thought of the day. You will always be happy if you're able to find joy in simple things. I think that's true. Our Mind Jam trivia is about an instrument today, guys. Text us your guess at 434-248-0704. Nobody knows who really should be credited with inventing this instrument, although I think several people have tried to claim the invention. Uh, George Harrison has a huge collection of them. It's Neil Armstrong's favorite instrument, and Eddie Vedder dedicated an entire album to it. What instrument are we talking about this morning? That's what I want to know. I know this one. Do you now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, keep it to yourself. Uh, today in history, in 1933, two days after becoming chancellor... Adolf Hitler dissolves the German parliament, and that was our first clue that we had a problem, Your Honor. I'm pretty sure. Uh, 1973, the midnight special late-night rock music show debuted on NBC. Performers included Ike and Tina Turner, Curtis Mayfield, Don McLean, The Birds, and George Carlin. So many of you grew up listening to Wolfman Jack getting your evening started. Here's the clown prince of cutting up. And I sure could cut out of here <laughs> myself. Here he is, Elvin Bishop. Nobody has a voice like uh, Wolfman Jack, that's for sure. Fun. And then in 1975, we had the U.S. Women's Figure Skating Championship won by Dorothy Hamill, who was really the first athlete that I realized could market themselves so much. I mean, Bruce Jenner, he was good at it, too. But, like, everybody was copying her hairstyle back in the day. Everybody wanted the the Dorothy Hamill cut, and she was doing the short and sassy shampoo. And, yeah, she was kind of iconic back in the 70s. We got several celebrities having birthdays today. Celebrity chef Ina Garden turned 75 years old. I make a couple of her recipes. She's a pretty talented chef. Actor Brent Spinner is turning 74 years old. He uh, was everybody's favorite when he was playing Data. Two hours, 40 minutes, three seconds. How long before? They should receive in 51 years, 10 months, nine weeks, 16 days. Mr. Data. I have a brother-in-law that was like that. He would, he could like rattle off numbers to where you were just like, 
Stop it. We get it. Like you would tell him your birthday and he would tell you exactly how many years, days, weeks, all that stuff. It was weird. Like a little computer in there. Model Christy Brinkley is having a birthday today, turning 69 years old. And singer Shakura turns 46. Oh, baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. So be wise and keep on reading the signs of my body. That's one of those songs that I'll play when I'm in the kitchen and I actually think I can dance. Which I It is. It's one of those songs that everybody thinks they can they can dance she's right the hips don't lie neither do leggings or small children all right uh comedian tom smothers is having a birthday today he's turning 86 years old i just love him what do you think you're doing anyway huh just what do you think you're singing sharp you're you're out of tune you always sing like that purpose yeah well that's that's my sound your sound that's my sound that's the way i sing you know if that's your sound i don't like your sound i don't want to hear it anymore i i'm gonna sing that you're not gonna sing you're gonna do what i tell you (laughs) you're gonna sing like that then you don't sing the rest the rest of the show okay i'll do i'll do a song my way we like to do yeah well mom always liked you best (laughs) (laughs) that was always his line mom always liked you best Uh, love it Uh, also having a birthday is singer graham nash he is turning 81 years old today just a song before i go to whom it may concern traveling twice the speed of sound it's easy to get burned Mm, love it also, actor Bo Hopkins, he was in uh, American Graffiti and lots of other uh, Dynasty. He was in, in all of those. He's turning 79 years old today. Uh, we also had uh, one of the Bellamy brothers is turning 77, Howard Bellamy. And the basis of Journey is turning uh, 74 years old today as well. So there you go. Uh, have you made a guess with our Mind Jam trivia? Apparently, something gave that away. You knew that random fact, you said, uh, on the on the Mind Jam trivia today. It's about an instrument is what we're, we're asking about. Uh, it's um, a favorite instrument of an astronaut. Which I thought was I think interesting. That, yeah, Neil Armstrong. Part. Was that the one? He's an Eagle Scout. They talk about him a lot. They talked about him oh, a lot. Oh, gotcha. All right. Uh, George Harrison has a huge collection of them. Eddie Vedder dedicated an entire album to them. And I nobody think I knew really that one. knows who invented it. I think I know that part too. The Eddie Vedder album. Well, we are going to have the answer coming up in just a little bit. If uh, you want to make a guess, 434 248 is uh, is the number that you can send in, and we'll take care of things for you this morning. Uh, again, we've got Matt Ferguson coming up. He's going to be taking a look at our weather forecast. I don't think it's going to turn into anything. It's snowing. It is snowing, and uh, where I was in Amherst County, it was sleeting and ice. Uh, yeah. There was a little it bit was of snow, that going snow on when I was driving. So, and then uh, I got stuck behind a truck going 20 miles per hour in a 45 and it was uh it took me a little extra longer to get to work day which hmm. probably was smart decision okay all right well at least you're here and everything's safe but you do need to allow yourself a little bit extra time 
this morning. That's for sure. Yes. Um, because, uh, again, where I was, like the, the deck was completely covered with ice. The My car was covered with it. So it just depends on what part of the listening area you're in. You might just have snow or you might have a little more than snow. So just, you know, keep that in mind. A little bit later on this morning, we're going to be talking with Dr. Harb. There's a couple of stories that we're going to uh, talk to Dr. Harb about. He's awfully good about sending me the things. I need to ask him about the eye drops, too. That was weird. Um, the eye drops that, I guess it's like the artificial tears. It's not really like Visine or anything like that. Uh, it's actual eye drops that, that for people who need the artificial tears. Uh, also, it's Groundhog Day today. We were talking yesterday about, you know, how accurate is the groundhog? I mean, he's a groundhog. Probably not very accurate. Well, if he probably needs to predict six more weeks of winter. I know. <laughs> it's snowing outside. Based on what we're seeing here. Uh, weather folklore does say if he sees a you shadow. We'll I'm get... blaming you for the snow because you, you last couple of days you've been like, well, oh, it's not really been winter. It's... It really hasn't been. I know. You, you and, jinxed it. And if you think this counts, this doesn't count. I understand it doesn't count. But... It's just rainy and annoying yeah. snow. So. That's why I'm still. That's why I'm blaming you. Oh, okay. Well, I'm okay with that. I mean, it's not really turning into anything. I don't think we'll find out from Matt Ferguson. I could be wrong. Uh, the only times I've ever missed work because of snow was when it completely wasn't called for, and it was in March. So you never know. We'll be back with the answer to our Mind Jam trivia and the stories you need to get your morning started coming up on the Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. Good morning, you're listening to The Morning Jam, and there's your hint for your Mind Jam trivia question this morning. We uh, we ask you about an instrument that nobody knew who really should be credited with inventing it. George Harrison has a huge collection of them. It's Neil Armstrong's favorite instrument, and Eddie Vedder dedicated an entire album to it. We were talking about the ukulele. It is National Ukulele Day. We had some interesting guesses this morning. I was going to say, you, I was going to say before you, because I, I figured it out, I was going to say you picked an instrument the opposite of what the weather is right now, but I, fe- I felt like that might have given it away. Because the ukulele, you like, tropical, it's like oh, a tropical oh, instrument. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha. I wasn't you know. following you there for a minute. So, uh, Barrett guessed kazoo, and we had uh, sitar. I can dominate <laughs> yeah. a kazoo. A kazoo. Uh, yeah. I had a friend who was a member of the Kazoo Club, mm. and their their uh, song, their lead song was "Dead Skunk in the Middle of the Road." So, <laughs> yeah, not not a great. We play "Dead Skunk in the Middle of the Road." I feel like that that's and, how you'd have and to it's say. Sinking to high heaven. There you go. Well, it is National Ukulele Day. I don't know if our next guest plays the ukulele or the kazoo, but we are glad Matt Ferguson is joining us this morning. Hi there. 
Hey, good morning. No, the only thing I could come close to was maybe a trumpet, but that was back in 98, back in high school. Uh, so, uh, I won't tell you how old I was in 1998, Matt. Not keeping that up uh, too much. Hey, well, you know what? This morning, I just wanted to honor Janet with an honorary meteorology degree. And the reason why is because on Tuesday night, she texts me and says, hey, um, are we going to get snow or ice? And I'm like, oh, no, don't worry about it. Nothing's going to happen. We're going to be all right. And then this morning, she's right. Surprise. <laughs> yeah, I got it this morning. And, and there was there was ice on the front porch and uh, ice on the um, on my car. And then we were just getting this mixed bag of precipitation. So is it mm-hmm. coming out of that, that Texas front that we saw? It is. It is. So so when we talked just a couple of days ago, it looked like most of the moisture was going to get out of here before the colder air got in. Mm-hmm. And um, as we see outside right now, the cold air definitely got here before the precipitation got out of here. So, yes, we are seeing that wintry mix of snow and rain and even a little bit of sleet and ice mixed in in a few spots. Uh, right now, most temperatures are in the low to middle 30s. So the roads across the region are just wet for the most part. But if you are going to be traveling across the area this morning, you definitely want to use caution because you never know when there could be some ice or snow on the roadways. But it just looks pretty outside, and I'm really liking it. I love these type of uh, snowy events where it doesn't slow us down too much, but definitely you get a beautiful winter wonderland look out your window. I had to take a double take this morning. I was getting up my my daughter for school. She gets on the bus at 630 in Bedford County, and I looked out the window, and I said, what? (laughs) <laughs> and I had to look again, and I was like, oh, my gosh, it really did happen. Janet's right, and the sneak attacks do happen. They do. Typically, for me, they happen in March, but, you know, uh, so definitely people need to use some some caution with that. Uh, and it doesn't look like it's going to cause any major trouble. You think it should be gone by this afternoon? Absolutely, yes. It's already starting to taper off. Uh, should turn into either flurries or drizzle throughout the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I would say by mid-morning, temperatures will be in the mid-30s in most locations. So anything that could be frozen on the roadways uh, will be melting away. And for the afternoon, drier conditions tomorrow, it will be busty because we really begin to see the cold air move in uh, tomorrow and then especially into Saturday. Right. And my wife is from Vermont. And she still has a lot of family up there. And I always kind of keep an eye out on that area just to check out what they're dealing with. This weekend, they could have wind chills between minus 20 and minus 50 degrees in northern New England. So it is going to be frigid, uh, even for the hardcore uh, New Englanders up there in Vermont and uh, New Hampshire, upstate New York. Uh-huh. So it is going to get cold here, highs in the 30s on Saturday, but the brunt of this cold air mass is really going to hit the New England area. I do wish that I had like good news for you snow lovers out there that I see like a major snowstorm on the way, but at this time we really don't see anything on the horizon, but yeah. hey, just like we found out this morning, you never know what right. the good Lord has in store for us. 
he might just send us a surprise. Well, and and I'm okay with that, although I'll be in Florida next week. So, you know, whatever happens, oh, I'm going to be enjoying 80-degree uh, temperatures. <laughs> so, good for you. Wow. Know, I'm pretty excited. Enjoy that. All right, Matt. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. We always Absolutely. appreciate you. Yeah. Well, I appreciate having you all as well and, and being part of your team on the weekend. And if you ever need, you know, a backup meteorologist, I am there for you. And guys, if you ever need a, a, a real real estate agent to help you uh, buy a home, sell a home, remember Matt Ferguson and his crew. Tell us how to find you. Go to our website, lynchburgsfinest.com. Wonderful. Lynchburg's Finest Real Estate. We're here here to help you. Yes. And you can always hear Matt here on the weekends on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. We appreciate you, Matt. Well, coming up, we've got you too. Uh, Coming up at the bottom of the hour, we've got your your headlines on the way. Kimberly McBroom will be joining us with... uh, the stories around the region and and locally uh some virginia school districts are not very happy right now they're not getting as much money as they thought they would and this is coming at a time when especially some northern virginia superintendents are preparing their budgets for the next year virginia schools were expecting 201 million dollars from the state for the next school year But now schools are being told they aren't getting that money. It's an error that the Virginia Department of Education said it caught last week. Said, unfortunately, it was an error with this calculation tool on our website. Said Charles Pyle, the Virginia Department of Education Director of Communications. Says the first thing to understand is school divisions are receiving all of the money, all of the state funding they're supposed to receive under the current budget. There has not been a shortfall between what school divisions have received during the current fiscal year and what school divisions were supposed to receive. School divisions are receiving all of the funding under the budget that they're supposed to get. The issue has to do with a calculation tool on the Department of Education's website that school divisions use to calculate estimates for state funding. That online tool helps school districts estimate how much state funding they'll get And the calculations were, well, shall we say, overly generous. And there are all the various state funding accounts. And unfortunately, one of the formulas embedded in the tool, it's an Excel spreadsheet, essentially, didn't account for the hold harmless payment school divisions were receiving to cover the money that they would have otherwise received from sales tax on groceries and personal hygiene items. As you know, the General Assembly repealed that tax, but the legislator in doing so wanted to prevent a shock to the school divisions and provided a home harmless payment. So they didn't fully account for that. Um, But the bottom line is they've got a mess that they're going to have to to clean up. Uh, Some Loudoun County Board of Supervisors said the mistake is not coming at a great time. Um, According to one of the delegates yesterday, it could mean up to $10 million for Loudoun County. And one county supervisor said, I find it fascinating that a human error of $200 million seems to be fine with the governor, but a human error over some letters that didn't go to students is somehow a statewide crisis. So he's going to get beat up on that one for sure. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one <clears throat> goes. That's a, that's a pretty big error for sure yeah um 
but I mean it 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 happens. We see it happen a lot. I mean you and you look at what happened with the um with the refunds. I mean that mess still hasn't been cleaned up from during the pandemic. I mean they're trying to go back and get money from people that they sent out that nobody even requested or asked for. Um it's going to take years to undo that mess if it can be undone. So we'll see how this plays out, but at least the budget hasn't been done. At least they know what they're dealing with and they're just going to have to tighten up like we all have to tighten up. You know, I don't like tightening my budget either, but sometimes it has to happen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Dr. Harp's going to be joining us in a little bit. Uh, more studies on junk food and how it impacts us. Every bite you take can be a detriment to your health when it comes to junk food. We need to play every breath you take and maybe change it to every bite you take i'll be watching you coming up your headlines and your forecast and everything you need to get your thursday morning started thanks so much for joining us keep our numbers handy 866-916-3776 is our toll-free number our text number is 434-248-0704 we love having you be a part of our morning jam family time for your morning jam weather brought to you by wdbj7 i'm meteorologist brent wise cloudy skies today highs in the mid 40s lows at 32 overnight will turn sunny but breezy on friday highs at 41 with a low of 16 friday night a chilly day on saturday 38 the high with a low of 27 and mostly cloudy skies returning on sunday but it will be warmer highs right around 54 degrees Currently 35 degrees and snow in Lynchburg, 36 and snow in Bedford. Looks like Roanoke and Salem's getting more rain than uh, snow at this point at 36 degrees. Uh, Danville getting rain in 36 and 34 in Appomattox. Plenty of snow there as well as Amherst, which is uh, running about 34 degrees as well. Uh-oh. Do we have a... Do we have breaking, breaking news? news? Breaking news. Okay, I'm ready. Pamunkey Phil, Pantocket, uh, the, the groundhog Puck, saw a sail. Puxatawney that, Phil. That word. He <laughs> saw a shadow, so six more weeks of winter, like oh, I said he would. Oh, Or it. didn't see a shadow, right? That's it. I no, to, if he sees the shadow, he goes back he in. See, six, yes, he saw a shadow. If he doesn't see it, spring is coming. So we have six more weeks of winter. All right. Puxatawney. Shocking on a day it's snowing that that was the decision he made. But we decided that he he does that a lot. Is doesn't he usually see a yes. shadow? We, Remember, like we looked at those numbers yesterday. I, think I still have it up. It was like one hundred and eighty something. It was a lot to a little, right? For the since like eighteen eighty six. But I will say, um, there's a there's quite a few stories today talking about how you know he's not the most accurate. Predictor. He's not. I know, shocking, because he is a groundhog. Although I did get some love from Matt Ferguson today. 
Got some kudos. You are better than a groundhog. Congratulations, Janet. I, I am Janet. better than a ground. I love groundhogs. I think they're cute. I know farmers don't love them at all, but I think they're really cute. I used to have groundhogs that was behind a place where I worked, and their names were Fred Neffel. Fred's a great name. We love them a lot. Uh, I'll tell you what I do not love a lot is this next story out of Georgia. Um, now, I want to make sure that that you understand that when I say Heritage High School, I am not talking about Heritage High School in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a Heritage High School in Georgia. Georgia. And a Georgia high school teacher literally has been hospitalized after a brutal attack by a student. Authorities at Rockdale County, Georgia, are reviewing a viral video because, of course, people are taping it. Uh, after a student attacked a teacher and left the longtime educator hospitalized. The video shows the altercation between a student and a teacher who was identified as an English, English language arts teacher, Tawana Turner, inside a classroom on January 26th. The argument escalated into a physical attack when the students slammed the classroom door on Turner, then started punching her. The attack continued into the hallway, where the teacher of 27 years was pulled to the ground and punched repeatedly. She was unable to walk, suffering knee and leg injuries, including a broken leg. Her recovery will include extensive rehabilitation and therapy, she will not be at work anytime soon, the account said. According to the GoFundMe, Turner was covering another class for a co-worker who was absent that day. When she attempted to redirect the off-task behavior of a student, she was assaulted by the student. The student is in the ninth grade. The president of the Georgia Federation of Teachers told Fox 5 Atlanta she was angered by the video that is likely a, a directly contributed to the nationwide teacher shortage. Okay, here we go. So let's not waste any time. It's directed to the fact that these children have no respect for authority. That's what it's directed. They don't have any upbringing. They don't have any home raising. They're little thug children. That's what it comes down to. It would not matter. You could have put every single class together when I was in school and have one teacher. And you might have had one smart aleck mouthing off. Nothing like that would ever happen. And if it had happened, they would have gotten their butts kicked by the other students in the class because they would have stood up and done something about it. This has a lot more to do well, I'll tell you what it is going to contribute to. It's going to contribute to the teacher shortage because if you think people are going to go to school and and risk being beat up by these little ninth grade thugs for the amount of money that they're making and the lack of respect that they're getting and the crap that they're having to teach in school, no. Students uh, are out of control, she did say. There's no excuse for the violence, no excuse for the children who are coming to our school and wreaking havoc to the point that other students cannot learn. She added that the environment is the number one problem 
in the struggle to attract and retain teachers. Duh. When we search the web and Google student assaults on teachers, we see numerous assaults across the country, and it is driving teachers out of the classroom. While talking with Fox 5, she said she thinks the student and the parents should be held accountable, describing what teachers have to deal with as a state of emergency. And and look, I can tell you, and I saw this when I was, uh, when my children were in school, there was a, a tide that turned to all of a sudden, my child can do no wrong. And it, it changed from, you know, you get in trouble at school, you get in trouble at home. And then that's the way, that's the way I was raised. But now, mom and daddy didn't automatically take the word, not that I got in trouble at school, I didn't get in trouble at school. I, I was a little mouthy sometimes, but um, <laughs> shocking, I know. But I didn't get in any real, and I never got into a fight with a, a student or physical fight with, with anybody. Um, but we were taught that you you better respect your teachers and those who are in authority over you. Because if you don't, you will be held accountable for that when you get home. Kids are not taught that anymore. As a matter of fact, half the times, the their parents will come down who ordinarily may not have anything to do with their lives, but they're going to be all geared up for a fight by the time they go down to the school. This is this is this is terrible. Not to mention the fact that they're videotaping it. They're just videotaping it so it can go viral. It, it's pretty distressing. I used to say to my my kids' teachers when I would go to um, to the parent teacher conferences, which you know, we actually went to parent teacher conferences. Apparently, a lot of people don't do that anymore. Obviously, that stopped in high school. Your parents didn't go to parent teacher conferences in high school. They didn't do them unless your kid was bad. Like, really? Yeah. The teacher requested it, like if, or if the parent wanted it. But I was okay. a good. I was a good boy. Well, I think it's important that you know who your your teachers are, though. I mean, I, well, I always went, but that was me, I guess. But I think a lot of people still go. But I know what you're saying. You don't go as often. It's not like when they're when they're younger. But what I used to tell them was, I won't believe everything they say about you if you won't believe everything they say about me. Because, you know, we got to keep a line of communication op- open. And that was usually, that was usually the, the case. That's how it worked out most of the time anyway. So, I don't know. It's just, it's a crazy period of time that we're, we're living in right now. No doubt about that. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on The Morning Jam. Give her five minutes and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're on Memorial Avenue in Lynchburg, cutting and grinding fresh meats every single day and working really hard to keep their prices low so you can keep your food bill firmly in check. They've got some great deals going on right now, including they have 98 cent a pound split chicken breast which is a really fantastic deal so uh, be sure to go and check that out i'll be running over there a little bit later on today Uh, my husband has been wanting a a good old burger today i'm going to give you a recipe for what my son calls a smash burger it's one of our favorites if you can't get it out on the grill 
uh, this is the way you're going to want to make it. It's a little messy to be grilling right now. Uh, some people will call them fried onion burgers. We call them smash burgers, but whatever you want to call them. I call them delicious. You're going to start with a really large Vidalia onion. Uh, peel it, cut it in half, and then slice it really, really thin. Then you're going to take some salt, and you're going to toss that onion and that salt together and you're going to put those onions in a colander and let them sit for about 30 minutes and toss them occasionally. Now, I usually put a little pepper on them at that point as well. Uh, after that, you're going to transfer the onions to a clean dish towel, gather up the edges, and squeeze out as much liquid as you can from the onions. I know it sounds weird that I'm asking you to do this, but trust me, if you'll do it, you're going to have an amazing burger coming your way. Divide the onions into four separate mounds on a rimmed bake sheet. Form the patties into four lightly packed balls. Place your hamburger balls on top of the onion mounds and then flatten it with your palm directly into the onions. The patties should measure about four inches in diameter. Season the beef generously with salt and pepper and then you're going to, in a, a skillet, or on your griddle, you're going to melt a little bit of butter and using a large spatula, you're going to transfer those patties to the skillet, onion side down. Cook them for about eight minutes. That's going to allow the onions to turn a deep golden brown and they'll start to get crisp around the edges. Then you're going to flip the burgers, increase the heat to high and cook it until it's well browned on the second side. Should just take two or three minutes. Then you're going to add a couple of slices of cheese to the burgers, let that melt, and then whatever your uh, your favorite toppings are. Uh, this is a delicious burger. We call them smash burgers. Some people call them fried onion burgers. But either way, whatever you call them, they're super delicious. Check out the recipe by going to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes that we share brought to you by F&L Market, where their meats are a cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam. The Morning Jam with Janet on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. 866-916-3776 is our toll-free number. We'd love for you to call in and join in on the conversation today. Uh Democratic Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, along with a handful of other federal politicians, including two Democrats and one Republican, apparently have shelled out thousands of dollars in campaign payments to a Chinese foreign agent. Representatives Kevin Mullen from California, Grace Minge, and Nicole Melitakis joined Ocasio-Cortez in pushing campaign cash to Sing Tao, a subsidiary of the Hong Kong-based Sing Tao News Corporation, for advertising expenses during the midterm election cycle. Those campaigns, in other words, had sent their money to a Chinese-owned entity that the Department of Justice forced to register as a Chinese foreign agent in 21 as tensions rose between Beijing and Washington. After the Department of Justice determined that the Tsingtao U.S. constituted foreign political activity, the campaigns had all dispersed their cash, had all their, uh, all dispersed their cash to the company. 
Ocasio-Cortez dropped about $1,500 in advertisements during the midterm election after it was registered as a foreign agent. Uh, Representative Mullen, Mang, and Malatakis paid between 1000 and 7000 to various Singtao entities as part of their campaign advertising expenses. And uh, Singtao's United States operation include Chinese language publications in New York, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. Also has a radio station in uh, Burling, Burlingham, California. Uh, the paper is considered pro-Beijing, shocking, and receives more than half of its content from a Chinese company. Now, they're maintaining it's free from Chinese Communist Party influence. Yeah, so is TikTok, but, you know. Uh, China's government maintains one of the world's most restrictive media environments, relying on censorship to control information in the news, online, and on social media, the Council on Foreign Relations wrote. Uh, the Chinese government has cut off media access to its citizens, monitored and squashed publications, and thrown dissident journalists in prison as part of its tight-knit media control operation. Because, as we all know, media is, is propaganda, especially in China. So, what's going to happen with this? If, if they knew that it was listed that way, why would they give, not that that's a, a significant amount of money, I mean, in, in the big scheme of things, but it, it's still still money that they're putting out there. More donor news as a uh, Democrat donor tied to Biden is uh, now been indicted for allegedly embezzling millions from clients a uh, high-profile former lawyer who donated lots of money to Democrats and hosted fundraisers for President Biden was indicted by federal grand juries yesterday in two states for allegedly embezzling more than $18 million for, from legal clients. Now, I think this is the uh, housewife's husband, right? Isn't it? I think it is. Um. Before his downfall, he cultivated close ties to a lot of powerful Democratic politicians and um, did a lot of lavish spending at fundraisers. Uh, Girardi, his relatives and employees, gave at least $7.5 million in political contributions. Most of that money went to Democrats, including Biden, for whom he also hosted a ritzy fundraiser in L.A. in 2020. In addition, he was very generous to the likes of Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Dianne Feinstein, and a host of other elected officials at the local, state, and federal levels. And a lot of his money came from, you know, his clients that really didn't have money to give. Uh, over the last decade, Girardi and his estranged wife, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reality star Erica Jane, gave more than $2 million to the National Democratic Party and invited candidates, according to election filings, and individual candidates. And that was despite Girardi reportedly defaulting on high-interest loans and being forced to liquidate his stock portfolio. Hmm. All right, well... Uh, his lavish lifestyle looks like that's going to be 
going away. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they've they've parted ways at this point. And you know who can blame them? Hey, coming up at the uh, top of the hour, we're going to be checking in with the Roanoke News Desk. We've got Bill Trefero coming in with the headlines of the day, so you can catch up with him. Uh, that way. If you would like to weigh in on any of the subjects we're talking about this morning, our number is 866-916-3776. Our Groundhog Day brought us in a little bit of snow this morning, but it's not going to be around too very long, it doesn't look like. Ozzy Osbourne has been seen for the first time since announcing that he's retiring. The 74-year-old rock legend walked with a cane as he entered a medical center in Los Angeles Wednesday He appeared in good spirits, flashing the peace sign to photographers. And uh, the outing came just hours after he wrote on social media that he was canceling his tour because of a spinal injury he suffered and other health problems. Said his singing voice is fine uh, from uh, three operations, stem cell treatments, endless physical therapy. Um, He is using a robotic echoskeleton to improve his movement, and says he's humbled by the way uh, people have reached out to him. Of course, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2003 and was involved in a, well, almost fatal crash on an ATV the same year, and uh, that certainly didn't help with the back injuries. Did you you see where, um, uh, shoot, the late-night guy, motorcycle enthusiast jay leno jay leno where he, another, was in, he was in another accident yep. his wife needs to like pull him from the toys possibly yes apparently he got clotheslined when he was he was taking a uh taking the motorcycle just kind of checking it out he thought he had a leak and they had strung a, a line up in this parking lot he'd gone into and it basically clotheslined him uh <laughs> You were you need to be wrapped in bubble wrap and put away somewhere, sir, because you've had way too. He had that terrible burn that took place, and then and then he had this happen as well. So maybe she needs to take the keys and keep that away from him. Hey, there is a Ground Dog Day special at the Lynchburg Humane Society today. I thought you would appreciate that. A Groundhog Day Gra- special. Groundhog Day. Oh, got it. You got it? Got it, I yes. thought for sure you'd love that. Uh, it's going to take place at the uh, for adoptable dogs at the Center for Pets, and it's going to take place now through Sunday, and they've got half-off adoption fees during the special. That's where Hokey came from. That is where That's Hokey where Buddy came. came from. He was from, uh, he did some time. At the Lynchburg Humane Society. According to the LHS, this special excludes VIP pets, which are indicated on the website with a VIP marker. What makes them a VIP pet? Why is that? That must make the other dogs feel bad, don't you think? I'm surprised they are permitted to do that. Adoptable pets can be viewed on the website under the Adopt tab, and they encourage anyone who's interested in adopting a pet today through Sunday to come to the center on Old Graysville Road. And if you have any questions about specific pets, they are there to help you. So check out the Ground Dog Day specials at the Lynchburg Humane Society on this Groundhog Day. I'm going to go look and see what makes a pet a VIP pet. Was Hokie a VIP pet? Do you know? No, they, there's some that are sponsored. 
That might be what they're, they're calling Oh, because being. it's already reduced. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Actually, I probably shouldn't look at these because... You got th- four. I have four. I know. My quiver is full. Listening to the Virginia Talk Radio Network, 100.9 WIQO Forest and 106.3 WMNA FM, Greta Danville. And currently, we still have some snow in parts of the listening area. Looks like uh, most of it's turning to light rain, though. 35 in Lynchburg, 36 in Bedford, 36 in Roanoke and Salem and Danville, 34 in Appomattox, where they're still seeing a little bit of snow, and then 35 in uh, Amherst this morning. So it is Groundhog Day. We've been talking about all things Groundhog, and we had a listener who had a Groundhog story for us this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. This is, yeah, this is Donald. Yeah, okay. Looky here. We got to get some blind groundhogs here, okay? Because when ground when 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 groundhog comes out and he sees his shadow, he's scared and he goes back in his den, and he don't come out for six more weeks. But if you send a blind groundhog out there, uh, Janet's trying not to laugh. When you send a blind groundhog out there, then he won't see his shadow, and spring will come early. See, I like the way you're thinking. I, I, like I know, it. I'm cool. Not that we want hey. Poxitani Phil to be blind, but I'm just saying. We hey, you're t- not bothering me, young, and I've been blind for 67 years. I don't care. Oh. It don't bother me. <laughs> so you're not scared. <laughs> Thanks for calling no, in this scared. morning. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, thanks. <laughs> happy, happy Groundhog <laughs> Day. Um, you there, too, bye. There's so many names for groundhogs. Bear says Whistle Pig Day, Chattanooga Chuck Day. <laughs> Hmm. All right. A lot of people are wishing he didn't see a shadow. That's for sure. Well, we said we were going to be hearing from Dr. Harb today. He is here with us now this morning on the Morning Jam to talk all things junk food. Oh, boy. We talk Uh-oh. about it a lot. You and I talk about this a lot. About yeah, you know, we do. How if, yeah. we, if we would just not it doesn't even require a, a lot of of effort to just cut back on these processed foods we're getting more and more of these studies coming in that saying like literally every bite you take could increase the risk of cancer right right so so this study uh was done at the college of london school of public health and it uh, studied about two hundred thousand middle-aged adults um for 10 years and they found that eating ultra even one bite of ultra processed foods uh, can increase about 34 different kinds of cancer, especially ovarian and brain cancers, and more, much more so in women. So, wow. um, Yeah, so this is, you know, anything that's, any type of food that are highly processed and contain uh, ad- additional salt, salts, oils, sugars, things like that, like canned foods, canned vegetables, Foods with syrups in them, you know, like your canned fruits you get, and they got the heavy syrup or you know right. some syrup in them. Um, all those processed foods, you, you know, you, the, a lot of the foods you buy at the deli or the the cheaper breads, like the white breads that all have sugar and other additives. Right. So it's looking like this study significantly, you know, shows that uh, 
these things are really increasing, you know, the, the causes of all these cancers, um, and especially ovarian cancer in women. So it said that every, for about every 10% increase in ultra-processed foods that we eat in women, there's about a 19% increase in the chances of ovarian cancer. Um, and ovarian cancer in women is really, really bad because usually it's not found until it's really advanced because the symptoms are so, you know, so nebulous. Uh, the symptoms are just hard to sort of pin down in that kind of cancer. So how do you how do you how do women protect themselves from ovarian cancer? I mean, are, is there any type of screening right. that can be done, or is there anything you can do? There's you know there's a there's a there's a test you can do called CA125 that we do you know we actually do it a lot. So you know if women come in with if women come in with chronic lower abdominal pain and maybe some you know some some bloating or some issues like that, um, we do that test. But the only other screening tests you can do really are like an like an ultrasound or a CAT scan. So there's right. really no good you know, there's no good screening test for ovarian cancer in women, um, wow. and that's one of those really bad you know things that uh, we always kind of think about, but but it's hard to hard to hard to nail it down. Right. But um. And and you know, one thing and that is interesting that you said, and I don't mean to interrupt uh-huh. you. Um, yeah, go ahead. One thing that I think is interesting, when you read a headline like this, when you have a headline that says right. every bite of junk food increases the, the risk of dying from cancer, when you say junk food, right. people are thinking Doritos or chips or right. fast food, right. you know, and then they may be like, well, I don't, I don't eat those, you know, foods or I don't eat very many of those foods. And we are talking right. about those foods, but you mentioned Canned vegetables. I mean, good grief. Right. People don't right. think of that. Right. right. I mean, who doesn't go in the store and buy canned, you know, canned fruits or canned vegetables, those kind of things, or, or you know, or just, you know, just regular processed breads. So, mm-hmm. and, you know, how do you, how do you find breads that are unprocessed? Um, you know, Dave's bread, you know, I eat a lot of Dave's bread. Yeah. I think that's one of the least, that's one of the least processed breads, mm-hmm. but it's so darn expensive. It's like $6 a loaf, you know, so... It Most is, but I, spend, I will you know. tell you, though, a little tip from me to you, that many uh-huh. of the uh, the thrift bread outlets, many of them yeah. will have the Dave's breads in there. Right, right. Now, you got to use a, them a, pretty quick, but yeah. Yeah. It's, Down on Lakeside Drive, there's a flowers outlet, bread yes, outlet. they have it there. Dave's bread. Yep, half price, so that's where I used to go. In fact, I'm going there today a little, a little later. <laughs> yeah, it is hard to, to know my, uh, what you can get Um Unless you're making things yourself or you can find a a brand that you can trust. But I think that's interesting to note that you you do have to watch even the canned products. So is frozen better if you can't have fresh? Probably. Frozen is better. Yeah, absolutely. Get the frozen, you know, green beans or the frozen, you know, broccoli, those kind of things. I know mm-hmm. you guys were talking about broccoli the other day, I think, you and Trey, right. I think. So uh-huh. get that frozen broccoli, you know. And, and um, stay away the, from the canned stuff. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Good to know. Another topic yep. that we were talking about off the air uh, is uh-huh. something that that we've talked about quite a bit, and that's some of the changes that are coming in our education system with our doctors. Right. Do you want to hit on that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. So um, that was an article out of Wall Street Journal um, about the admission processes to medical schools mm-hmm. and. Um, the, the U.S. News has been the ranking, sort of ranking medical schools over the years and using basically the, um, the scores on standardized tests like the medical college admission tests and the college GPAs 
to uh, rank medical schools. So uh, many of the, the you know the prestigious medical schools like Harvard and Columbia and even Duke in our area, Duke University, and right. a lot of others, Qu- who have create opted the out best of, this. of the best. Right. So they've opted out of all these, you know, no more med- M- medical college admission tests, no more GPAs to, to, you know, to advertise about how they can, how they're good and how they can um, screen to get into medical school, screen the applicants. And they're saying, well, now we're really looking more at uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, oh, and all those kind of things. And some of these medical schoolers are saying, hey, you know, you know, grades aren't the really important thing about getting into medical school. Don't worry about your GPA, your medical college admission test. We really want to look at your diversity and that kind of stuff and, and see what's going on uh, about that to get you into medical school. Lord, so, help us all. Lord, help us all. So here come the dumber, I guess here come the dumber doctors, I guess. I don't know. So how how can they how can they do that? I mean, what if you get these people in that can't even... Right do the do the work i mean medical school you've been through right. medical school i've, yeah, I've yeah, got sure. i've got family members it is no joke right. it is very taxing right. it it requires yeah, it a really great young. deal of dedication if you can't have a decent gpa right. how are you going to hang in medical right. school i i just don't i medical school was was the hardest of the hard you know it was very very difficult and uh, i went to medical college of virginia in richmond and you know that was that was really something to behold when i when I got down, I, when I got down there, I thought, well, this isn't too bad, and I can do my other stuff. And but I found out, no, you really can't do your other activities. You got to concentrate fully and, and to really do well. Right. Um, but there is there is one. So when you're in medical school for the four years, and even in your internship here, there's something called the United States Medical Licensing Exam, called the USMLE, which you probably heard of. Mm-hmm. And that's that's three three tests over a period of four years, which Actually, once you pass all those three exams, then you get your license to practice medicine from whatever state you're in. Um, so they, those are still in. But the interesting thing is the, the uh, step one, the first step of USMLE, which you take after your second year of medical school, which is the hardest, they're now um, making that pass fail most everywhere. So they're even kind of watering down that a little bit. <laughs> so everything, <laughs> it, so everything looks really like it's kind of getting watered down. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a very it scary really, thing. Well, thank you sure for uh, updating us, as you always do, on some of the latest health sure. headlines that are out there, Dr. Harb. We appreciate you, you more bet. than you know. Dr. Harb, I trust you way more now that I know you went to VCU. <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, no, Trey. That's right. You went to Tech. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm All from right. Richmond, so I, I am very familiar oh, with... Okay. with v- I graduated from, in the Siegel Center, so that's where I graduated from high school. Oh, well, like please. that's where my high school graduation was, so... All right, you're a compadre. All right. <laughs> so have a that? great day, Dr. Harp. Thanks so much for calling have a, in. Have a good one. You uh-huh. bet. Bye-bye. All right, so what I thought was most interesting from that interview... The was, health stuff was more interesting. I just had to say that. ...was by far the fact that the, the talking about the, the canned foods the, and the jarred foods. I was going to say me eating my Ore- those Oreos I had last night, probably not the best thing. Probably not the best thing. But, <laughs> but they were good. <laughs> but there are a lot of people who think if they're buying canned foods that, you know, that's going to be a, a, a pretty good choice. But apparently, no, that, that counts as processed foods. And don't even get me started on what the Oreos are counting as. Uh, our number, 866-916-3776 and deadly. Uh, we'll be back with more here on the Morning Jam. Good morning.
Start your mornings on the right foot and listen to the Morning Jam. Hungry for some truth with a side of common sense? You want answers? Then you found the right choice. We are the Morning Jam. You are listening to The Morning Jam. I'm Janet Rose. Our number, 866-916-3776. The New York Police Department is seeing the largest staff exodus in decades. And a lot of people are saying leaders are not acknowledging the huge problem that this is creating. Uh, 3,701 members of the NYPD quit or retired last year alone. And uh, it's numbers that haven't even come close to that since 2002. Uh, Here is an interview with a a councilman from New York talking about this crisis that they're experiencing there. Well, we're going to simply be short-staffed even more so than we are now. We're we're seeing police officers retire, uh, and unfortunately, we're not seeing people uh, join the ranks in the same numbers. And and frankly, Carly, I, I really can't blame some of these officers. Policing has always been a very dangerous job. You always run the risk of danger and and being shot and things like that. Uh, But in New York City, you also run the risk of losing your pension, say, uh, for for wrestling with a suspect and compressing their diaphragm. Uh, You've lost qualified immunity, so you're now under some personal liability for doing your job. Uh, And, of course, we have more investigatory entities that investigate police officers uh, than almost any other large city. So it's almost not even worth it anymore for New York City police officers to be police officers because every everything is really stacked against them. Yeah, that's right. When crime is already up and there's a shortage of police officers, that's just an absolute recipe for disaster. The uh, New York City Police Department, as I said, lost more staff members than it has in two decades. But a lot of people are saying that this is aspiring crisis is kind of being ignored. Um, the president of the New York City Benevolent Association, Patrick Lynch, says things have gotten so bad that criminals are just emboldened and it's endangering residents and Big Apple tourists more than ever. I was watching a, a, a show last night and they were showing, I guess it was probably 2009, maybe Times Square, uh, New Year's Eve, and just so many people and nobody just not not seemingly a care in the world nobody was worried about getting shot or getting beat up or and it's just i wouldn't go to there is no amount of money that would get me to to go to to times square i'm not even sure new york city at this point um the president said the mipd is playing a dangerous game by refusing to acknowledge and address the recruitment and retention crisis New Yorkers are demanding more police presence in their neighborhoods and on the subway, but there simply isn't enough staff to provide it. They need at least 1,200 new recruits to reach its budgeted headcount and 2,500 new recruits if they want to get back to 2019 staffing levels. I just don't know that that's going to happen. I mean, there was a time when... People were proud to be police officers. It was a family tradition. It, it passed down from generation to generation. It was just one of those things that you were going to 
grow up to be. TV shows were made about it. It's not like that anymore. Data from NYC Police Pension Fund data obtained by Fox shows that nearly 2,000 members on the force retired in 2022. Another uh, 17,046 quit, meaning 3,700 uh, left the ranks last year alone. And they're saying that a lot of talented, dedicated recruits will not join in with NYPD because they know they're going to be paid better and treated better at almost any other police department they could go to. That's what Lynch told, uh, said in a news report. Says it's time for New York City to make major investment in paying and treating its officers like professionals. It can't afford not to. I don't know that it's even about the pay at this point when you've got just the lack, the complete lack of respect that is out there for police right now. And granted, some some officers deserve to be disrespected. This situation that happened in Memphis, I, I did not see one, at least what I saw, there was not one officer behaving in the way that an officer should behave. I mean, it was a traffic stop. It was reckless driving. Granted, but five officers ended up killing a guy over that? Philadelphia is bracing to lose more officers this year as well as the number of recruits the city expects to bring in. That deficit is compounded. New Orleans is forced to bring in cops from around the state. Baltimore, a judge warned last month that the police staffing crisis in the city is so dire it can't be overstated. And we've dealt with it even even in, in our area. Lynchburg, Southside, Roanoke. Now, I think I think that's getting better. I mean, they've done some major campaigns to try to, to bring that back in here and, and get good officers. And that's the thing. It, you don't just need warm bodies. If you just get warm bodies in there, then you're just going to have more of the same problems. If they're not passionate about it, if they're not mentally equipped, if they don't have the demeanor and the the disposition to be able to deal with situations and keep a cool head under pressure, then you could be creating more trouble than, than you're solving. I mean, 2,500 new recruits, what are the chances that they could bring in 2,500 new recruits that are truly going to be equipped in the way that they need to be equipped to be a good police officer. Not just a, a warm body, but a true good police officer. I think being a, a, a police officer is, is like a lot of things. It's something that you need to be called to do and equipped to do. It's not just well, that pays pretty good and that has a good pension. Let me go do that. If you don't have the personality for it or the skills for it, not going to be a good choice. 866-916-3776. That is our toll-free number. We would love to hear from you this morning. Uh, getting lots of text in this morning. Um, says, uh, if you want to see where New York City is headed, watch Escape from New York. Oh, well, that one's not that one's not very positive. 
Is it? Isn't that like an Armageddon one? Look, it, it, it's going to, if we don't get the policing situation straightened out in this country, and I not just in New York, Baltimore, New Orleans, big cities like that, I mean everywhere, it's going to look like the movie The Purge. That's what it's going to look like. Because you're just going to have the bad guys running rampant. And especially with the, the as uncertain as things are right now, I mean, it could get get ugly pretty quick. Hey, we had uh, kind of a, a fun story a little bit ago. We'll try to lighten it up a little bit here. Um, I don't think you should ever let your kids play with your phone. We had a story earlier in the week where you probably shouldn't even let your fish play oh, with I your phone. Oh, I think I know this story. I read it. Is it the kid who bought food for on his dad's phone? It's Grubhub. Yep. $1,000 Grubhub bill. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you need to keep your, keep your phone away from your kids. A uh, Michigan dad handed his phone... To his six-year-old on a Saturday night, and 30 minutes later, he had $1,000 in unexpected Grubhub charges. See, I've never used Grubhub, so that wouldn't even be on my phone. Uh, Keith Stonehouse was putting his son Mason to bed. His doorbell rang for the first time. His wife owns a bakery, so his initial thought, it was one of her customers dropping off decorative stuff they'd used at a recent wedding, you know, because they'll have to return the, the platforms and things like that. But it was a delivery from a local hot dog restaurant. Uh, That's a lot of hot dogs. Oh, no. It wasn't just one order. That was just the first order. Got it. The doorbell rang again, and it just kept coming. Car after car after car, pulling into the driveway while others were pulling out. One Grubhub coming in, another one taken out. Got meals for the weeks. asked one of them what they were delivering. This one was a chicken shawarma. (laughs) Ooh. I took to, I took the food and it hit me. I looked at my phone with repeated messages that food was getting ready. My food was being delivered. I looked at my bank account. It was being drained. He soon figured out Mason had placed a lot of orders and had tipped a generous 25% on every one. Hey, he's raised right. <laughs> you are raising him well. Um, he started calling the restaurants to see if they could cancel them. They told him he had to contact Grubhub. His credit card company flagged and declined a $439 pizza order. Good call. Oh, my gosh. Oh. So now he's learned his lesson. Little Johnny can no longer borrow the phone. And they got dinner for a week. They've got dinner for more than a week, probably. (laughs) Chicken shawarma. Mmm. We got your headlines coming up. It's time for your Morning Jam weather, brought to you by WDBJ7. I'm meteorologist Brent Wyatt's cloudy skies today. Highs in the mid-40s, lows at 32 overnight. We'll turn sunny but breezy on Friday. Highs at 41 with a low of 16 Friday night. A chilly day on Saturday, 38 the high with a low of 27. And mostly cloudy skies returning on Sunday, but it will be warmer. Highs right around 54 degrees. And currently we have 35 degrees in Salem and Roanoke, 36 in Bedford. Uh, 35 in Lynchburg, 35 in Amherst, and 35 in Appomattox. Looks like uh, just maybe a little rain mixed with some snow this morning. Um, but for the most part, I think if you if you didn't catch it earlier today, probably not going to see much snow right now. And we talked with uh, Matt Ferguson earlier in the show. He doesn't seem to think we're going to see a whole lot of that 
this winter. Just doesn't doesn't look like it. Well, here's a story out of Vermont that just blows my mind. I went to a lot of basketball games when my boys were growing up because they played. That was their their sport. Uh, there was a game between seventh and eighth graders in Vermont. And now the Vermont State Police are investigating the death of a man who was killed during a brawl at the middle school basketball game. Russell Garreau, 60, was pronounced dead at the hospital after a large fight involving multiple spectators broke out at a game between 7th and 8th graders. I don't think of Vermont being the type of state that you would see a lot of that. I guess that just goes to show you bad behavior can go anywhere. Police said troopers arrived after the melee took place. Some participants departed the school. When troopers arrived, he the man did seek medical attention and was transported by ambulance, but was pronounced dead at the hospital. They say the immediate goal is to remind and educate our students and families that our school culture is one of family, community, and kindness. That was the supervisory union superintendent speaking out. We need our students and community to commit to the positive culture that our community expects and deserves. We commend the coaches and players of both teams uh, who behaved well, who were supported uh, supportive of the students. Uh, Bill Kimball, the superintendent of the district, which includes St. Albans, said in a Facebook post, he condemns the violence that occurred during the game. We expect more from our communities. We always seek to foster positive learning experiences. Added that the behavior of attendees at school sporting events was concerning. So what started all of this? Why did this start over? Was it over a bad call? Nobody seems to be saying what what started it. But who would think that they're going to be going to a, a middle school ball game and then end up dying because of a of a fight that broke out? I thought that was usually reserved for the baseball fields and softball fields, but I guess not. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Apple is getting some pushback. Um, They have been criticized a lot on social media, and it's only day two of Black History Month. uh, They're responding to a rollout of a Black History Month fitness challenge that awards participants with a Unity Award for working out seven days a week. The challenge garnered attention on TikTok after user at Pretty Critical shared the notification she got on her Apple Watch, calling it unbelievable and unacceptable. Unity Challenge. This is what it said. Unity Challenge. Let's come together to honor black history, the challenge read. Earn this Unity Award by closing your move ring for seven days in a row during February. Okay. Um, the TikToker said, good morning to everyone except for Apple who pushed me this notification this morning. Why? Why was she so offended by this? I just think it's unbelievable and unacceptable, especially in the wake of Tyree Nichols murder, that the one thing that Apple has to say about honoring black people and black history is to use our product, 
Maybe use a little a little weight. I mean, come on, she said. <laughs> really? How how are you offended by that? Am I missing something? One person said, lose weight and end racism was not an approach I thought I'd ever hear. Is that what you saw in that? Uh, one person said, I'm sitting on the couch for seven days straight to spite them. Oh, my gosh. No good deed goes unpunished. Other users pushed back against the comments. The goal of the watch is encouraging fitness, and they will tie it with current happenings. We could read deeper into it, but why? Uh, it says, I think you're you're reaching, Miss Mama. Uh, we got to stop thinking everything, every little thing is against us. This is not malicious, another commenter said. Clarifying, she didn't think the move was malicious, but maybe tone deaf a little. All right, that's fair. That That's a fair thing for her to say. I, I mean... I'm pretty sure they did it last year. I'm pretty sure they did. I'm sure, I'm sure it's been ready to roll out for you know, at least a, a year. In a press release detailing its plans for Black History Month, Apple explained that its fitness app would share new workouts throughout the month. Apple commemorates Black History Month with exclusive content and curated launches celebrating black, cult, black culture and community. This just goes to show you that there are some times that you are damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. If they didn't do anything, they would be criticized. If they do something, they're going to be criticized. Y'all just need to take the lump and move on. I mean, it's not it's not that big of a lump. It's it's fine. Here's somebody I'd like to take a lump to. Um, a wow, Janet, I can't believe you wanted to do that to me. Trans, well, that goes without saying. Um, a transgender woman is facing which that means they're a dude, uh, is facing complaints of indecent exposure after being naked in the presence of minor girls at the women's locker room of the YMCA in Ohio. Darren Glennis, 31, didn't even bother to change the name there, has been charged on three counts of indecent exposure related to incidents dating back to 21 and 22, according to court documents. The charges stem from at least three complaints from people who reported seeing a naked male in the female locker room, one of which juvenile girls were present. In a discussion at a meeting at the Green County Tea Party, City Council President William Urschel was recorded commenting on the case, explaining the situation regarding one of the women who complained. She went to the front desk and said, hey, I don't know if you know what's going on, but there is a naked man in there. And she was informed, no, this is actually a woman and you shouldn't be disturbed by this. What? A spokesperson for the city, which is about 15 miles from Dayton, said in a statement to Fox, where his own, uh, it was not authorized on behalf of the city council. So they said they didn't have anything to do with that comment you know, here's the thing that i will say about about the why when i first experienced the why when i moved to was it fun to stay at 
you, you don't stay in ours. But yeah, I get it. It's a song. Uh -huh. um, when I first started going, when I first moved here, we only had the downtown location. People were way too comfortable with their naked identity to me. There. Say that word again. I can't. <laughs> naked identity. Naked identity. And so I would go and they would come out of the shower and they were like 100 years old. And they would come out and they were just like butt naked. Like there was nothing. There was there was a towel, but it wasn't covering anything. And it was very traumatic. And it was kind of like that thing on Coraline. Do you remember Coraline, the movie Coraline? And the people that she would go visit, the Do old ladies. Do you think I would? That she would. Of course, that's of your generation. Coraline was the cartoon. Oh, um, oh, oh, the cartoon. Yes. You said the movie. I was... It was a movie, but it, it was, was a cartoon. All right. I know what you're talking about now. But yep. you know the ladies, and then they would wear, yeah. and like the little, and how they were, that's how they were shaped. And I was just like so uncomfortable. So I was uncomfortable, even though they were women. I don't want to see that. If you're in a locker room, cover that up. My takeaway is just don't go to the gym. Oh, well, they, that's why. Hey, that's uh, a philosophy. If you're wanting some health tips from Trey, don't go to the gym and have some Oreos before bed. There, there you go. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Five and Dine is brought to you by FNL Market, where they have some great deals on some uh, prices for their uh, beets. And the chicken is like 98 cents a pound for split chicken breast. We've got more we're going to tell you about here in just a second. Uh, something else that they have that is really delicious is the uh, hamburger that they grind on site there. And uh, if you're in the mood for a great burger, you might want to try We call them smash burgers. That's what we call them. Uh, some people call them uh, fried onion burgers or Oklahoma fried onion burgers. But they're super, super delicious. But there is a specific method to a smash burger. You're going to start with a large Vidalia onion. You're going to peel it. You're going to cut it in half. And then you're going to slice it really, really thin. And then I like to salt and pepper it. Then you're going to put the onions over into a colander after you salt them well and let them sit for about 30 minutes. Toss them occasionally and just let them rest for about 30 minutes. Then you're going to move them to a clean dish towel because that's going to pull the water out of them. Gather the edges together. Squeeze out as much liquid as you can and do that over your sink or a large bowl. And uh, the, you'll be surprised at how much liquid is in the onions. Then you're going to divide them into four separate mounds on a rimmed bake sheet. Then you're going to form your pound of burger into four quarter pound lightly packed balls. Place the balls on top of the onion mounds, flatten them firmly using your palm, and the onions are going to adhere and work their way into the beef. And you're, you want to get it to about four inches in diameter. Season the beef generously with salt and pepper, melt a little bit of butter in your skillet or your griddle, and then using a large spatula, you're going to transfer those patties onion side down to the skillet. You're going to cook it for about eight minutes, which may feel like a lot, but trust me, you want to you can start checking it at six. The six to eight minutes until the onions turn a deep golden brown and start to get crisp around the edges. Flip that burger, increase the heat to high, brown the other side for about two minutes, put your cheese on it, dress it however you want, and you've got an amazing smash burger. Want to see the recipe? Go to Facebook, type in Janet's Five and Dine. You'll find this recipe and all the recipes we share brought to you by FNL Market, where their meats are a cut above.
before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the morning jam. The morning jam. 866-916-3776. That is our number. We're always glad when you give us a ring here on the morning jam. Good morning. You're on the air. Hi. Good morning, Janet. Hi, Trucker Bob. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I just got a picture from my sister who lives in Florida, and uh, it's a picture of uh, Constantine Phil's ex-wife, Phyllis. Yeah, and she says that she says that Pasta Tony Phil is a congenital liar, and not to believe anything he says. Oh, all right, okay. So she says spring <laughs> is going to come. Yeah, she was sitting out on the beach on, in a, one of them lounge chairs with an umbrella, donuts, and tea in her paws. <laughs> nice. That's nice. Well, you know, if you're, I'm going to Florida next week, and and going to be enjoying some 80 degree temperatures. So they probably do feel like. He's a liar. Yeah, where? where? Um, we're going to be flying into Orlando. Uh, and then we've got some friends who live out near the Villages area there in Florida. So I'm pretty excited. I'm back on. Oh, did we lose him? I think so. I think he... Aaron. Oh, there he oh, is. there you He's are. Back. Um, how do the yeah. roads look out there this morning? Are they okay? Uh, they're, they're wet. I had a lot of... I'm in Appomattox, and, you know, and I, I had, we had some snow. Mm-hmm. So... But it's all blown off since coming into town here. Oh, good. Very, very good. Will yeah. you be careful out there and say hello to Phyllis for me? I will do that. <laughs> all right. So, Puxatawney Phil's cousin says he is he's a liar and don't believe anything that he says. So, here's some good news for you. If you're a fan of the Shamrock Shake, that's going to be returning to, yes. uh, to McDonald's. See, I, you know, I've never had one. It's but good. they look naughty and and really yummy. If you like um, mint mint ice cream, I do. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan. It's a little creamier, but it's good. So the Shamrock Shake and a new fan favorite, Oreo Shamrock McFlurry, are returning. I think, I think so. they started that one last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's returning this year. So so do you get the regular or do you get? I'm an I'm an OG. So I'll just get the shamrock shake. Gotcha. Gotcha. I also have this little bit of trivia that you are not going to like. Not at all. No, God! No, God, please, no! No! (laughs) This is going to be my kids. Netflix has made the announcement that they are ending account sharing. Yeah, my parents can't use my Netflix anymore. (laughs) Yeah, that's not good. Think about that. They used my Netflix. If they do, I use my my daughter's Hulu. Yeah, <laughs> but she uses Actually, some of mine too. I was so. going to say they pretty much use all of my. Oh, I get wow. the streaming services. Uh, after they paid for enough, they stuff. wanted to crack down on account sharing. Netflix has detailed how it plans to do just that. There's a loophole. They previously said that they're planning on rolling out paid account sharing near the end of March. But they didn't go into much detail on what that new policy would look like. Now it seems that customers who are sharing their Netflix accounts in different households may need to pay for their accounts soon. In an updated Frequently Asked Questions section belonging to the streaming company, Netflix says it will block devices that don't regularly connect to the main account's home Wi-Fi every month. 
A device needs to be used to sign in and watch Netflix content using the official Netflix apps or website while connected to the Wi-Fi network at the primary location at least once every 31 days. Okay. Uh, GIHacks.net links to the updated Netflix facts that details the upcoming charges in English, but the IGN reports the information varies between countries. Netflix subscribers who are the primary account holder can still access Netflix while away from home by requesting a temporary code. That code will be good for a week. Primary account holders can also update the account's primary location if it is changed, but it's not readily clear how often that change can be made. Other options for subscribers who wish to account share include paying to add another person to the account. While Netflix has already said it plans on rolling these changes out by the end of March, an exact date still has yet to be provided, many critics are thrashing Netflix's decision to move forward on account sharing restrictions, with many threatening to cancel their subscriptions or pirate their content. Do your kids go to your house at least once a month? Oh, absolutely. That's all they need to do is right. make it your... And then just log into Netflix. Right. So I think that's what I'll do is make it my parents' house. And I just... If I go home once a month well, or, the, the thing or whenever... Ab- the thing about it is, if if I'm traveling, but I'm going to use my Netflix or my... What Prime. I wonder is, like, my TV and stuff is where I use my Netflix. Does that... I guess that wouldn't count. But hmm. I don't know. It's weird. Social media users heavily criticized the platform on Wednesday, with many invoking a still-undeleted tweet from Netflix in 2017 that said, Love is sharing a password. (laughs) I guess you changed your mind on that one. Late Wednesday, uh, it was reported that Netflix removed the information that detailed the updated account sharing rules. So they must be getting a lot of, of pushback on that. But like I say, if they if they make it so difficult for people who are traveling a lot, I man, if they have to go and they got to sign up for a stinking new code every time they're they're traveling and getting somewhere else, people will they'll just go to something else. They'll just ditch Netflix and and get you know stick with their Prime or go to Hulu or or the many plethora of platforms that there are out out now that they can enjoy actually i don't watch netflix as much as i do yeah my parents watch netflix more than i do i'll watch a comedy special here and there i did watch the 90s show what do you watch the most hulu but that's also because that's where my cable is like my i have the tv package with it where i watch oh okay i mean I'll, i'll use hulu a little bit most everything i have is through prime even even like my star subscription um mark's outdoor tv yeah so if i'm like streaming something that's through if i'm like watching let's say like a show i'm binging a show it's probably recently it's been hbo max Mm -hmm. because i finally watched young because i watched the big bang theory like i'm rewatching the big bang theory but i watched we've been rewatching monk so sometimes i i I finally watched young sheldon like through Uh, granted it's still going but i i've caught up to it um so that I've been on HBO Max a lot lately. Well, I think they need to be really careful because there are a lot of options out there for people other than Netflix. So 
I would proceed with caution, Netflix. That would be my advice to you. Hey, coming up tomorrow, it is Friday. We got a fun Friday plan for you, including some Friday funnies. Friday funnies on fun Friday. Yeah. That's what I said. Coming up, we've got Bill Trefiro at the top of the hour. CBS News is next. Hope you have a fantastic Thursday, and uh, we will see you and look forward to seeing you to get you ready for your weekend coming up here on The Morning Jam.